The Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Today we look at another petition of that prayer, the, the fourth petition. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Give us this day our daily bread. In the Confession of the Church, you can find that on page 562, Lord's Day 50. What is the fourth petition? Give us this day our daily bread, that is, provide us with all our bodily needs so that we may acknowledge that you are the only fountain of all good and that our care and labor and also your gifts cannot do us any good without your blessing. Grant, therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it only in you. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, humans have this desire to be comfortable, to have a comfortable life. And personal comforts probably passes political ideology as one of the most influential factors behind a person's choice of government or whether or not they like the government they have. And as humans, we Christians also have this desire to have a comfortable life. Although we believe that extravagance is a sin that is contrary to the Christian life and union with Christ, we also believe that God made a beautiful world that we may enjoy and find comfort in. In our lives, we find ourselves in that tension between finding the way, right between need and greed. So what is the right way forward? Well, as in everything, we follow Jesus Christ, the only one who lived as man here on earth in perfect righteousness, as a perfect child of God with perfect desires. Reminding us that God cares for our earthly needs and about our attitude toward our earthly possessions, our Lord Jesus taught us to pray according to the gospel of Psalm 145. It was displayed as we walked in, that we sang, that we read, the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. And then we see the gospel message that we preach and that we believe is not only something that is related to our spiritual life that isn't visible. It's not only related to our thoughts and to our emotions, but God also cares about our physical and bodily needs. In his grace, our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us to pray properly for our bodily needs, and by God's grace, we want to desire what Jesus desired, and so we also pray, O Lord, our eyes look to your open hand for our bodily needs. And we see three aspects of this prayer. We ask God to show us what we need. Secondly, to bless our care and labor. And in the third place, to teach us to trust you. O oh Lord, our eyes 
Look to your, to your open hand for our bodily needs. We pray, show us what we need. Bless our care and labor and teach us to trust you. So, what did Jesus want for his personal well-being while he was walking here on the earth? When he looked up to heaven, what did, what did he want? And we see, he asked his father for his daily bread. Because bread is a basic staple of most diets. It has come to have the same meaning as food. It shows that Jesus had a human body and a human soul. Without food, he could not survive. After 40 days of, and, and nights of not eating while he was in the desert, he needed food to stay alive in order to faithfully fulfill his task in the rest of his ministry. And we have to see why Jesus wanted to have this food, why he wanted to stay alive. Although Jesus was clear that man shall not live by bread uh, alone, he did not deny that man still needs bread. And the word bread in Jesus' prayer probably should be understood to cover other necessities as well, such as clothing, especially in cold countries, and adequate shelter. Again, you think of how that's different in different climates. And Jesus had many bodily needs while he was here on the earth that were attended to by the disciples and their families so that he could continue on in his ministry. Our Lord Jesus' life and his prayer revealed to us this very important connection between asking for our bodily needs and having what we need for the ministry. There's a connection between our needs and worship. Jesus desired what he needed in order to be able to continue in his ministry, his service to God and to his fellow man. And then we learn that our attention to our bodily needs is related to our task to glorify God. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. God knew that, that we had these needs when he made us. And yet he never separated the care separated the work of caring for our bodies from our calling to glorify him. And a lot of the times that's what we do. We separate earning a wage, having comforts from our calling, primary calling to glorify God, to, to use our whole being, all that we have, all that we know to glorify him. Man cannot live on bread alone, so we need bread but man cannot live on bread alone. We are called to, to worship our God in everything. And we need to ask that question of ourselves then when we look and when we pray, what do I need to worship my God? So how did our Lord Jesus teach us to talk about our bodily needs? The first thing we notice is that Jesus taught us to ask God. Our attitude is not the attitude of a, of a boss looking at the situation and telling God exactly what we need, 
but we ask God to show us what we need. The second thing we notice is that Jesus leaves the request very general. It is God who determines what we need, and we leave it to him to determine what our daily bread will be. Give us this day our daily bread, we pray, and we think, show me what I need this day in order to glorify your name with my body and my soul. We don't come with the list telling God, we ask God to show us, to give us what we need for the day. And it's true, we pray this with certain expectations. Often we are convinced that a comfortable life is the best thing for us. And yet we often learn that God's answer is not what we think it should be. Sometimes God shows us that we need discomfort rather than comfort. Often we don't understand why he allows these bad things to happen. And maybe we never will. Yet we know that he is sovereign and he is wise and he is all-knowing and he is very good. He calls us to trust him. When Jesus healed the blind man in John 9, he told the church that the man's blindness was part of God's greater plan. Sometimes we need an illness to draw us even closer to God. Hebrews 12 tells us that in other cases, hardships come because of God's discipline, and that discipline is a very good thing, although it may not be pleasant at the time. Sometimes we need a punishment and some consequences in order to worship God more faithfully. Other passages, you could think of 1 Peter, they speak of suffering and poverty and persecution to refine our faith and to test us, making us stronger, making us less attached to this world. Look at Job, who worshiped God immediately after he lost everything. Even though he lost everything, he still had his daily bread. That is, he had what he needed to worship God. God showed him what he needed. As a true child of God, Jesus asked for his daily bread. And we know that when we also ask for our daily bread, we don't interpret this to mean a comfortable life, including health and peace and food and shelter and opportunities to use our gifts and frequent opportunities for rest and leisure. Not even Jesus received this. Oh Lord, we pray, show us what we need. Give us what we need this day to worship you. Give us a proper perspective about our material needs. Give us what we need so that we may grow in our spiritual life, that we may learn to walk closer to you, that we may have that true peace that transcends understanding. Even if it is not always the most easy path. Oh Lord, whether it be health or sickness, peace or war, plenty or hunger, Give us this day our daily bread. We pray with our Lord Jesus when he was on earth. Show us what we need to worship you, O Heavenly Father. 
and grant that our care and labor will be blessed according to your fatherly plan. We see that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say, give us this day our daily fruit, which can just be plucked off a tree in your yard. You see, bread is a product of care and labor. To get the bread on the table, we need a lot of people involved. We need people with knowledge about farming, the particular grain that will be used in the bread. We need good growing conditions, equipment to remove the harvest, processing plants, people who know how to make bread, other people who know how to bring it to the market, and then still more people to be able to build and maintain the place where the bread is offered for sale. On the other side, in order to get it into our homes, we need to have some sort of community. We ourselves need to be capable of earning a sufficient wage to buy the bread, and often some form of transportation to go get it and to bring it home again. And although we may never have thought about it before, I know I didn't, uh, We've seen recently, sometimes in the news as well, that, that grocery stores have, have empty shelves because of extreme government control. But I know there are others who've seen empty shelves because of warfare. And then we realize that even government policies and decisions have a role in our daily bread situation. And then we see how much time and energy is devoted to having food on our tables. The prayer for daily bread is also a prayer that God will bless all that care and, and all that labor as it contributes to the whole economy behind the daily bread we receive. We come to realize that Jesus' prayer for his daily bread was also a prayer that his care and labor and the gifts that he receives might be used well. When we pray for our daily bread, we don't pray like a lazy person who, who blames God if the bread doesn't drop into his outstretched arms and yet refuses to do anything for it. Paul is very clear that the man who does not work also does not eat. And since we desire what we pray for, when we pray for, for daily bread, we, we direct our energy, our attention, our, our attention and our energy toward it. In praying for our daily bread, we ask God that we ourselves may be faithful to our paradise mandate to work and to care for the world that God has set us in. God created us. He has created us to live in abundant riches back in his, the Garden of Eden. And then he gave different people different talents so that we would be able to cooperate together to develop creation. It is this development of creation, this, this working with our hands that is also in view as we pray to God for our daily bread. May we contribute to this development. May we use our gifts to the glory of God's name and his kingdom. And that means different things for different people. When a student prays for daily bread, thinking of their work, they're praying for, for health and strength to be able to learn their skills well. 
Oh Lord, help me to do well in my studies. Those who have completed their studies and those who are responsible to support a family pray for employment that provides for the needs of the families without compromising their worship. We, a job that, that takes us away from, from worship isn't very helpful at all. Oh Lord, give me a job that allows me to have what I need in this life, in this time, so that I can continue to worship you. Not just a job that is as good as so-and-so's or I want to do what he does, but Lord, help me to use the gifts you have given me in your kingdom so that I can continue to worship you with my whole being. But our prayer doesn't end with me. Jesus didn't pray, give me this day my daily food. But he used the words, words us and he used the words our. He taught us to pray as a community so that we will all have what we need to, to worship him, to, to help one another. And so we pray with the words of Ephesians 4, verse 28, on our minds, let us labor, doing honest work with our hands, says Paul, so that we may have something to share with anyone in need. And so the prayer, give us this day our daily bread, is a prayer for the deacons in the congregation. It is a prayer for the special projects that we support and any other projects we may know about. We pray that everyone will have what they need to worship God. If it be comfort, then it is comfort. If it is some food, then it is food. The community focus in Jesus' prayer means that even when we have more than enough food, then our prayer becomes more focused on how the excess money should be used. And we have that picture, that, that pile of goods that we have in front of us that God entrusted to us, that pile's never our own. Lord, we pray since you have taught us to pray for our daily bread, and I have enough, show me how to use the riches you have poured out upon me so that I can be an instrument in your hand and an answer to the prayers of those who are needy around me. That means the more money, the more physical uh, material possessions we have, the more responsibility we have to care for the us in our prayer. Even if we weren't looking for this extra responsibility, it's very hard to deny that it is there when you have your Bible open. God blesses our care and labor and his gifts to us when they can be used for his kingdom. He tells us, and we read that in Luke 12, to remember that, that treasures in heaven are much better than fading, rusting treasures on earth that often even cause fights among family members. Sometimes you can hear about that. Very wealthy man who leaves a, a large estate, it, it actually causes discord, fighting in his own family because so many people have so many ideas about the me in the prayer our Lord Jesus taught. But it wasn't us. Give us this day our daily bread. We see the wisdom of Proverbs. It tells us it's better to have a dry crust of bread with peace 
than a house full of feasting where there is discord, where there is fighting. At the same time, as we think about work, we, we recognize that our job is not our God. We worship God when we are a part of the labor force, but we don't worship our work. And so we disagree with the statement that work is a necessary evil. First of all, work is not evil, but laziness is because worship is good. Worship in the sense of, or, or sorry, work in the sense of employment with a particular company is not always necessary, but worship is always necessary. And we worship God in many ways so that whether we are using our gifts in the labor force, in the upbringing of our family, in the maintenance of our home, or in the prayerful support of God's church, we are an important part of God's kingdom. And sometimes we are unable to go to a job outside the home due to illness or age or injury. And sometimes we become dependent on others for our care. This can be difficult until we think about the words that Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. These words teach us that no matter what our situation is, every person in all the world cannot change their situation by their ability to work, to be employed or not. And everyone equally depends on God's grace and God's mercy for their bread. And so we pray, Lord, teach us to depend on you. For much has been said about the word daily that Jesus used. Jesus only desired what he needed for that day. This certainly fits with his instruction not to be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself and sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The Lord Jesus did not live with anxiety about how things would turn out because he knew without a doubt that his Father in heaven would care for him with his daily bread. Jesus desired only this daily bread because he loved to be dependent on his Father. He loved to see this and know this each and every day of his life. Our Lord Jesus teaches us how important it is to live a thankful, grateful life, depending daily on God in heaven rather than that life of self-entitlement in the illusion that we humans don't actually need God. I'm sure everyone here knows what they will eat tomorrow. You have bread for tomorrow as well, maybe even Tuesday, and maybe even Wednesday. And then you ask, well, why, why ask for daily bread? I know very well I got it taken care of. You might even think, what's the point? Then we see 
Brothers and sisters, that the word daily doesn't point to any doubt on the ability of God to give. We're not saying, just, just give me for today. But the word daily expresses an attitude, an attitude of the person who is praying. It's quite an amazing thing to be able to, to grant a person what he needs for each day for the rest of his life on earth. So it's only a very confident child that can turn to God and ask for his daily care. At the same time, Jesus taught us to use words in our prayer, to pray in such a way that we put all the power and all the control into the hands of the giver. When you pray, give us this day our daily bread, you're saying, God, you control everything. And it's a trusting child that is willing to desire such a dependent position before God. Think about your own life. Do you desire a constant awareness of your dependence on God? Our Lord Jesus did. And if you are sincere in your public confession in the Catechism, Lord's Day 50, about what you mean when you pray for your daily bread, then you also do have this desire to be aware of your dependence. You can look at the words in, in the confession. Did you ever notice how much of the, this answer in our confession reflects that it is our desire to depend completely on God? It's our desire to simply throw ourselves on His blessing to put a, all the control in God's hands. Basically, we confess with the words of the catechism, Lord, we want to have a clear and daily understanding in our mind that not even the food we eat is something that we can control. Jesus desired to be dependent on his Father, to understand how much he depended on his father. The words of our confession that stand behind our, our huge request for daily bread, it, it makes it clear that we believe that God alone is the only fountain of all good. Not even our care and labor and the gifts that God pours out upon us can do us any good without his blessing. Just think about it. Think about how fragile life is. We think about our brother Stephen lying in the hospital right now. We think about other loved ones. We realize how much life can change in a moment. You could think about even your possessions, a natural disaster this afternoon, an invasion on our country, or some other calamity that, that affects the whole community can make you powerless, can even make your insurance company powerless. It may not always be possible to continue mowing your lawn and escape with your life and well-being while you just keep an eye on a nearby disaster. The Bible gives us examples of times when God withholds his blessings on people's care and labor. The result in the book of Haggai was that anything they saved disappeared because they didn't trust in God. He, he withheld his blessing. 
Their purses were like purses with holes in them. And then we realize, brothers and sisters, how much of a wonderful, amazing blessing it is to receive from God what is needed for each day. That breath you can breathe. That ability to, to, to fold your hands and, and to speak to God and to know that he is there and to pray to him in freedom. We rely completely on God for every part of this. And the Lord Jesus' prayer is, is clearly a prayer that expresses our complete and our total trust in God. And maybe you don't always have that. Maybe you become too proud or too confident. Then you think again of the words that our Lord Jesus taught us. Give us this day our daily bread. Take away that pride and that arrogance. You notice that comes up when you, you pray those words without thinking about what you're praying. And even when we have plenty, and as most of us do have, we have plenty, we have more than enough, we pray those words that we we pray because we simply don't want to trust in any creature. We don't even want to trust in ourselves rather than trusting in God. Oh Lord, we pray we want to worship you with our bodies and our minds. We need the physical capability to do this. And so we turn to you and we ask you for our daily bread because we know how weak and how limited we are. And we also pray, Lord, that we do not become a people who live for comfort, who find our joy in our belongings, who put our trust in bosses, and jobs, and doctors, or money, but that we always live for you and in your blessing. Oh God, give us humble, grateful, thankful hearts as we employ the gifts we have received in worship and for your glory. O Lord, our eyes look to your open hand for our bodily needs. Show us our need. Bless our care and labor. Teach us to depend on you. Amen.